Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim. I'm doing good. Uh, my day's better because we spent about 10 minutes just hanging catching out. up beforehand. And uh, it's always yeah. good, man. I know it sounds like a broken record, but I, uh, <laughs> your, your friendship means a ton to me. I, I hope, I hope if nothing else, this broken record speaks to other leaders how important friendship is because it yeah. is. It is, I get I get on five or ten minutes early, hoping you're going to be on five or ten minutes early before the scheduled time. Just just we have that that luxury of just how's your day, you know how's how's everything. So I know that's not our topic for the day, but it's a good one. So to introduce us, what are, to our topic for the day? Yeah, Jim, we're at episode one seventy two, uh, which is yeah. exciting, and uh, yeah. the title is actually a question: uh, Why vision? It's uh, it's yeah. January. And uh, yep. I think many leaders, many uh, pastors think about what's coming in the uh, next year. And, uh, and yeah. so we, I thought it would be great to talk about vision uh, at the beginning right of 2023. Uh, you know, the way we look at vision, Jim, and, and there's differing opinions, but for me and in our organization, the way we look at it is uh, vision is about destination. It's, yeah. it's about... Yeah where you and the organization you lead are ultimately heading over a, a period of, yeah. of time. And, and because I like football and uh, uh, I like to think about vision <clears throat> in terms of the end zone, you know, it's the, yeah. it's the end zone. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, Jim, when we talk to leaders about vision, we get a variety of reactions and, and it's yeah. almost funny, you know, some leaders perk up, <laughs> Um, yeah. some clam up because they're uncomfortable. Others <laughs> throw up because right. the, the thought of, you know, the thought of having to exercise that muscle really is painful for yeah. them. And mm-hmm. I, and I've had a few pastors and maybe you have too, have said, you know, can I just show up and preach every Sunday and call it good? And, oh. you know, so vision can be intimidating because I believe this, it's a leadership muscle that often atrophies due to a lack of use. Yeah. But I believe this, Jim, and I'd love to hear your thought on it. A clear, compelling, mouthwatering picture of the end zone. Yeah. It brings so many great qualities to a church or to a business. And, yeah. and because of that, it's worth developing that muscle. Again, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree completely. And and you talk about those who salivate or or get nauseated or whatever. I'm I'm the salivator. I I love vision because I'm a I think I'm a visual thinker. So I mm-hmm. I, I imagine an accountant, and I don't know this because I'm not one, but thinks of vision. They think of more numbers, but I don't think of more numbers. I I think of more of whatever the goal is that the vision's created yeah. for. I'm more more souls, more ministry, more you know, more ability to, to be generous to others, uh, you know, going farther, going faster. So vision to me is, is it's a word that, that gets me excited. I, uh, I, those who would be not excited by it. I wonder what hurt them, you know, that they're mm-hmm. not, because we tried vision once and it didn't work or something like that. Yes. You know, I can't dream here because it's not a safe place to dream. As soon as I get a dream, everybody, you know, gets out there 
It's like if somebody said pull and all the hillbillies start shooting, you know, like I, I could see that, but, but in a healthy environment, vision is important. And I think, I think vision is important to a healthy environment. I, I think it's mm-hmm. good. People are going to wonder where we're going and good leaders are going to tell them where we're going. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. So I thought maybe it would be a good idea to talk about the, you know, why vision matters so much Yeah, and, and why, if you're listening or watching today, we really want you to pause and, and take this in today and think about it seriously, because we believe it has the ability to uh, bring so much benefit to you and the organization yeah. God's called you to lead. So let, let, yeah. let me, let's talk about three things, three reasons why vision matters. Here's the first one is that it helps get your organization aligned. Yeah. Um, Michael Hyatt, who I, I follow and appreciate um, he says this, that you can't get alignment without something to align to. Yeah. And to me, vision is that something. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's an organization's North star. Um, you know, when the pandemic yeah. hit in 2020 and we couldn't go anywhere, I uh, remember those few weeks, you know, after the pandemic, where we just couldn't, we could hardly go anywhere. Laura and I decided to work on a jigsaw puzzle. Um, and that's not our normal nice. thing, you know, but we got to, we got to keep ourselves to entertain. Um, and I remember it was, you'll, you might appreciate this. It was a, it was a puzzle of the map of Michigan, upper and lower peninsula, but the yeah. rock, it was called the rocks of Michigan. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, wow. <laughs> that's how bored we were. And, yes. And so, um, it took us a few weeks to get that thing figured out. But during that project, I mean, we were so thankful for the picture on the box yeah. of the completed puzzle. Right. Um, because when we found ourselves stuck, looking at that picture kind of unstuck us. It helped it helped right. us move forward. And and I don't know that we could have completed that puzzle without right. that picture, that the that visual being there for us. And, and I think vision does that for organizations. It, it helps us put the pieces together. Yeah. Um, it helps us to get unstuck when we feel like our organization is caught in a mud pit. Yeah. So what do you think about that first one, Jim, the alignment? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, follow me and I will make you fishers mm-hmm. of men, right? The vision begins with it. Um, let my people go. Hey, Israel, it's going to be okay. There's a promised land. He doesn't say come out of slavery. I, you know, leading somebody out of something by, def- by it's hard. Leading somebody into something that that coincidentally leads them out of something, I think, is much easier. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to change something. Well, why? Well, because I have a vision. There's a dream. I, it's compelling. I, I think. I think a clear, and you've said this before, a clear, compelling vision is is a necessity of the organization. You, we have to know where we're going, or we're all going to go. It, in different directions, thinking we're doing the right thing. So um, I, a, a budget is a drag, but a retirement is great because you had a budget. So the vision for retirement helps yeah. you not buy that $4 cup of coffee three times a day. It's a, it, it constrains us and it compels us. It tells us what not to do. It tells us what's important around here. So I, I agree completely. I think having that, that vision um, is, is valid. And that is valid. I think it's, I think without it, we perish. And we don't perish because we die. We perish because we waste. 
we neglect, mm. we, we run in circles. Mm. If we succeeded, who would know? There's, there's no goal line to cross to get six points. How would right. we know if it's a touchdown without that vision? Yeah, that's so good. Here's a second reason why we think yeah. it matters is that it becomes this kind of filter almost yeah. for decision-making. Yes. Um, you know, we've, Jim, you and I know Carl Vaders. We've had him on the podcast. We did a conference yeah. with him here in Michigan back in October great of 2022. Yeah. Great conference. And yeah. he's, he told us this. He said most small churches, now his specialty is small churches. He yeah. said most small churches are too complicated. Yes. And I would add that most churches are too complicated. Yes. Regardless of their size. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's where vision helps us. It, it tells us where we're going to put our resources, our time, yeah. our energy, our dollars, and even as importantly, where we won't. Yes. Put those things. I agree. Uh, vision helps us understand who we're going to hire. It should be in my book. Vision should be one of the one of the factors in your hiring. Yeah. You know, I don't want anybody on our team who doesn't who isn't bought in to us influencing 25,000 leaders by the end of 2025. I mean, yeah. if you don't buy into that, that doesn't mean you're a not, you're a bad person. It just yeah. means you're not a good fit for our team. And right. so I think vision helps with that. I, I think yeah. it helps with what programs we start, what programs we stop. Yes. And in a in a church environment in a church world where I believe there are most times there are too many choices. Vision helps us choose wisely. Uh, what do yes. you think about that second one, Jim? Yeah. I, again, as, as a senior pastor, we, we do something here every year. We're just in the process of doing it now at the end of the year. And it, it's, it's our language. So don't use this language, but it, it's, we put every program, every ministry on trial for its life once a year, mm -hmm. whether, whether we do this again or not is decided in this trial. So the, the money we spend, the, the people power that we put into it, the attention that it gets from the platform and the fruit of it, we add it all up and it's on trial for its life. And if we don't get rid of a good percent, not, not 80%, but five, 10% of what we're doing every year, if it, if, if it doesn't require some sort of significant change or to get rid of it altogether, then what happens is now you half your programs don't really produce what you say you want to produce. And yet it receives money, it receives people, it receives attention, it receives... And so, so you say, I, I think it's better to say we do not have a men's ministry than to have a bad men's ministry. I think mm -hmm. it's better to say, you know, we, we worship differently here because the only musician we have has a banjo and a, and a juice harp. And we don't, that's, you know, so we, we, we share testimonies for 15 minutes amongst each other. So, so we, we worship the Lord through our own words and what God has done in our lives. We encourage each other in small groups. I, I think that's a more legitimate than saying we have worship, but you don't, it's, it's a Sandy Patty record from 1978 and, and you're calling it worship. So I, I, I agree. I, I think, I think something you, you said there, John is, is so important. I want to bring it back out again. Vision not only tells us what we're going to do, it tells us what we're not going to do and, and keeping that menu simple so that right. we do, we do, it's better to do a few things well than to do everything poorly. And right. vision helps us with that. We understand that it's so tempting to add. Yeah. You know, if I add this, and, and, and that's not just with pastors, that's with business leaders. Sure it you is. Know, yeah. If we just add this product, if we just add this, you know, in the business world, it's we add this service, we add this product. 
um, that will yeah. that has the potential of allowing us to expand even more, and that can get out of control. I worked in the business world for twenty years, and um, yeah. I saw that firsthand. So, so yes, I I um, I think the second one is a really important reason why you should care about yes. vision. Let me give you one more, yeah. and then I I would like to pivot and talk a little bit about how to help pastors yeah. start getting those creative juices flowing as right it relates to vision. So here's the third reason why I think you should care about it. And that is that vision has this amazing capacity to create energy and momentum. Yes. So let's use churches as an example. You know, more than a few pastors have complained to both of us, Jim, that the church they lead doesn't have enough people stepping up to serve. I mean, have we heard that several hundred times in the last couple of years? Over and over. Yeah. Yes. And, and, one of the first things on my mind, and I, and I don't always say the first thing that is on my mind. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But the first thing I always yeah. want to say is, what's your vision for the church? Yeah. Right. Where are you guys right. going? And if they answer vaguely, to me, it's not hard to figure out yeah. why they have a yeah. people serving problem. You know, and, and I know there's process along with that. And, you know, you and I have used uh, the podcast to talk about. Um, why is greater than what and how yeah. how we 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 release people into ministry and instead of recruiting. Yeah. And so you can look, you know, yeah. you can listen to some of our older pods and, and find that one. Yeah. But but I do believe that vision is a piece of the, the puzzle. Yeah. I think vision, if it's if it's real, if it's God-sized, um, is a magnet. And it draws people to join your team, to commit to the cause, uh, to to roll up their sleeves and and work. I wonder what what you think about that one. Yeah, it's uh, we were talking to our our, uh, Josh Spurlock uh, not long ago was talking about the limbic synchronization where where your need and and my need come together and we connect in that way. And we feel a we feel a part of different. I think vision. You know, if if we're if we're just coming together to have lunch and have nothing to talk about, that doesn't happen. But if you and I both see a commercial with a dog in a cage, and just for for nineteen dollars a month, you can, you know, in the arms of the angels, right? Yeah, and and yes. they're you know the tears that goes down the dog's face, and and you're like, oh man, that you know, we both like we should do something about that. Well, I'll take one month, you take one month. All of a sudden, we're sponsoring a dog because we've agreed on. We've agreed on a future that's different than the present. Something that yes. is causing us pain has now moved us to action. And the same thing, there's, there's a vision that can be painful, but there's also a vision that can be passionate. You know, we're going to win this city for Jesus. I, you think of Martin Luther King standing up on the, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, was it 1963? And he's, I, I have a dream. I, I don't have a plan. I don't have a budget. <laughs> I don't have yeah. a methodology. What I have is a compelling vision. And he got into his time machine. And he showed, he came back and showed us a world that he envisioned where people were judged, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And all yeah. of a sudden people said, I, I buy into that. I, I, I used, he said it so convincingly that we believed him and began yes. to move forward in the vision we didn't have before he said it as a nation. So I, I think that, and again, I, I know I'm using extreme examples because that was a, a wonderful moment in human history, but it, no, I don't know that he knew that he was that guy until... Until his dreams came to pass, I guess in his absence because he was assassinated. Yeah. But 
you know, to have, I'm going to put a man on the moon. That's a compelling dream that Kennedy yeah. had in whatever year that was. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe this. I, I believe that people who, who hear from God and have a promise, if they have a promise, they need to articulate to the people what that promise is. This is the promise that God has given to our organization. You mm-hmm. know, the, the number of pastors, the, the growth or, you know, one soul coming to Jesus is worth it all. Right. So having, having that vision, it, it brings your best people out. And if you don't have a compelling vision, they will serve where there is one. I promise you. They will serve on their kids' little league team if there's a vision before serving in your church if you don't have one. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jim, that really kind of sets up the pivot point for the talk uh, beautifully. Yeah. You said that Martin Luther King stepped into the future and described something that didn't exist. Yeah. And did it in a way that made it feel real, exciting, yeah. achievable. And, and, and so, yeah. you know, you might be listening or watching and thinking, I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> yeah. So can I just share a few vision starters real quick? Please um, do. And then Jim, we'll, we'll wrap it up in a little bit. So here's, here's the first one. Vision answers three questions. What problem are we trying to solve? Mm-hmm. What will it look like if we succeed? Yeah. And why does solving that problem matter? Great. And, and so um, I think the first question speaks to clarity. You know, like, yeah. what are we trying to do here? The second one taps into the imagination of people. What will it look like? Yeah. If we do this, yeah. what, will it, what will it look like? And then the third question, why does it matter? brings urgency uh, to the the equation. So those three questions, get in your prayer closet, seek the Lord, try to get an idea of, Lord, where do you want us to be in a couple of years organizationally? And then start asking yourself the questions. What problem are we trying to solve? What will it look like if we succeed? And why does this even matter? And you have the seeds of yes a good healthy compelling vision yeah um a couple of thoughts here i think sometimes we when we're visioning and we're trying to develop that muscle we start trying to think about how we're going to get this done and that impedes vision development put that aside for a while and focus don't focus on how focus on where yeah where and and you said Martin Luther King did this, and I would say this to every leader listening, stand in the future. Use your imagination. Yes. Beautiful. Look, what do you want? What does it look like? Yeah. Write it down. Let it stew for a bit. Yeah. And, then, and, and then bring it back to your team for some feedback. Yes. Yeah. Now, give me a little, give me a little feedback on that. These are just yeah. a couple of vision starters. This is, this is something we call, I, I, I have what I call how people and wow people. And, mm. and when I'm still hashing out that vision about the future and, and there's numbers or there's a change or there's, a, there's, a, there's this, this shift that I, that I can see as possible that God wants to shift, um, I don't share that with my how people. I share that with my wow people. That's, that's I share with true. fellow missionaries or visionaries, people that go, wow, and if we could do that, if we could build a skate park. 
there's a place for the kids to come where there, we could build a gym where people gather regularly or a coffee shop where people could, what's the watering hole that Jesus found the Samaritan woman at today? What's that look like? And we start dreaming. But if there's a wild person in the room, they'll say, well, you know, insurance on a skate park is really going to be expensive. And I, who's going to maintain it? Who's in charge of painting it? I, I just don't. And they start adding up numbers and, and the wow, when it meets the how too soon is destroyed. It's like, it's like stepping on an egg. It wasn't even a fair fight. So I want to share with my wow people and make it a dragon. And the, and the how people now have to fight a dragon, not step on an egg of an idea. You know? So, so good. I, I, I think Joseph sharing his wow with his brothers was. Yeah, he was a little early uh, to the. Yeah. He was a little yeah. early. He was I mean, I mean Mary. Mary ponders some things in her heart. That's better than taking out a full ad newspaper. The Messiah is on its way. You know, come, come talk to me. I'm giving birth to the Messiah. So I, I, there's, there's a balance to it, but I I would say this, I finding, and and maybe this is where Converge comes in. I'm not trying to do this on purpose, but, but a neutral third party who has, has experience beyond my own that I can share my wow idea with and get honest feedback that I can ignore or I can accept but it's up to me. It's not, it's not, it's not a part of my organization. It's outside of my organization. I mean, how many times have you and I shared ideas about Freedom Center or about Converge with each other just just to hear yeah. thoughts and, and input? It's so helpful. So be careful not walk, walking into your board meeting with, with an egg uh, with, if your board is a bunch of how people, which somebody needs to be a how people. But, but man, don't walk into a room full of hows with your, with your immature wow yeah. and, and you get expected to, to get a not now <laughs> yeah. if you do. So. So good. And and I'm really glad you brought that up because timing matters. Some visions, like you said, get crushed before there's yeah. enough development to push back. Right. And there's yeah. enough energy behind it to put. And, and I think sometimes leaders make mistakes by a sharing vision too soon. And yeah. maybe that's why they're wanting to throw up when we talk about it. Right. Because yeah. they had a bad experience with it. And, yes. and you know, there is much more to developing and casting vision than these four idea igniters, oh, yeah. I'll call them. Sure. But they'll help you get started. Uh, yeah. Listen, the church or the business you lead needs you as the leader to cast vision. Yes. To paint a compelling picture of an achievable future. It's your job as a leader. It's my job as a leader of Converge Coaching to help all of my team see the end zone. And um, we've had pastors ask us, how far out should we be looking? Which is a great question. I think the answer is it depends. Uh, It it depends. I think this is very contextual. Uh, Most churches that we interact with today who are serious about vision are currently looking about two to three years ahead right now. And you're going to have to figure out what time frame works for your particular situation. And Jim mentioned it, you know, if you find yourself not sure of where to start or feeling stuck in the process, you know, we'd love to serve you. Uh, We have experts uh, in this area who can help you figure it out. And, you know, we don't have a horse in the race. We don't have a program that we, that we feel uh, affinity for. Um, It's very objective help. And so we, we think it's so important 
that almost every year at the beginning of the year, in some way, shape, or form, Jim, we talk about the subject of vision. So we hope it encourages you. Yeah. And uh, maybe it jumpstarts you this year. Right on. And, and as we kind of come to the close of our time, I'd say this too. People are like, I don't want to make a vision because then I'm locked into this. But we, we need to think of the vision as our servant, not our master. Does that, does that make 100%, sense? 100%. Yep. So if I have a five-year vision, what percent, John, what percent of a five-year vision actually comes to pass five years from now, exactly as it was worded five years ago in, in your estimate? I'll let you know in three years. <laughs> when we get to the well, end of 2025. Yeah. I mean, for, for me personally, maybe half, but the, but the good news is I would have never gotten that half without the vision five years ago. There you go. That, that got me here. So it, it's my servant. I, I, I scheme and I dream and I share and I think and I pray and then I speak and then people join and then we move forward. And if a year from now we're heading in the wrong direction, we, we shift our direction. You know, not, right. not 180 degrees, but 10 degrees, 15 degrees. So yeah. I, I, I hope... Hope people can understand this is not a diet. This is not a budget. You know, this is not the IRS is going to come arrest you if you don't do this. This is a this is a wonderful thing to listen to a God who gave you the ability to envision a tomorrow that's different from today. You, you are the only thing he created that has this superpower of envisioning tomorrow as a different thing than today. You're not surviving. You're living. So taking that gift and giving it back to the Lord and saying, what do you want me to do with this gift of my imagination? Is a, is a wonderful interaction between you and your Heavenly Father. So God bless you, our dear listeners. And we've already said it. If you want to get a hold of us, we'd love to have that conversation at convergecoach.com. And there's a contact us link. You press it and we'll schedule a half hour. And I say we, one, one of our team members, John, myself, one of the team members, whoever we feel can best help you, is going to give you a call. We're going to spend half an hour listening and talking and sharing. And from there, if we can help you, we will. If we can't, we'll send you to someone who can. But we are, we are cheering for you uh, and, and we're praying for you. We love you. And again, if you're hearing this the day that it drops, it's Tuesday and you are still leading. So you're winning this thing. You're not quitting. You're succeeding. You're victorious through Christ. God bless you. Live long and prosper. That's what we're trying to say. So continue. Keep going as you continue to lead from alignment. 